Camille Joy, the host of the Moments of Joy podcast. This podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super, trauma victims that need an example of how God can bring you through, and for those of you that are looking for a little joy, welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange. MVPs, welcome back to another amazing episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. If this is your first time visiting us today, go ahead back into the archives and get a feel of what the Moments of Joy podcast is all about. Guys, today we are having an amazing guest on the show. Her name is Atia Stevenson. I've known her for quite a few years and she is a powerhouse. And so I sat and talked with her recently at a wedding that we both were invited to and I said you know I have to have her on the show to share her story and to impart into single women. Um, Atia has just written a book which we will get into as the interview goes on but she's an amazing woman. Atia Stevenson captivates her audience with tools, experiences, and inspirations by challenging the woman to discover her worth, the position of her worth, and present her worth to receive what she desires and deserves in relationships. Atia is a dynamic speaker, a certified life coach, and a love strategist who passionately serves others by aiding them through life's uncharted waters and challenging those to take the uncomfortable, critical leap that penetrates places of complacency and blazes a trail. Atia's desire for people and purpose is undeniable as she delicately yet rigorously inspires change, ignites passion, and imparts value. Let's get into this week's episode with Atia Stevenson. Atia, welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. It's an honor to have you today. Thank you so much. Great morning to you as well. Thank you for having me, Camille. Atia hails all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Yes, and we are uh, so excited to have you today. I personally know Atia from just witnessing the anointing on her life through one of my uh, mentorship programs that I was a part of, well, am a part of, Glam Empowerment Network, and so I have the honor to call her my sister. <laughs> For sure. And so. Yes. So today we're just going to chat and we're going to talk about your new book and just allow the people to get to know you a little bit. Sure. Well, let's just chat about the beginning of your life. I like to bring everybody back to the beginning just so that we can kind of give people um, a chance to fully know you. And so we'll just dive into your childhood. Um, How did you grow up and where did you grow up? So I am born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, inner city, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am, I was raised, I have lots of siblings. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I was raised, I had very humble beginnings. I had very 
humble beginnings. And one of the things I love, Camille, is that uh, a lot of times when I tell my story, uh, people don't believe me. <laughs> mm. And I, I say that to say that it doesn't matter where you begin, it's how you end. And knowing That's that right. God always, 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 always has a purpose for you. Uh, but the process is very, very important. And so Growing up, um, you know, my mother and my father divorced when I was two. I'm blessed and fortunate to have both of my parents alive, still well, you know, in my life. My father's a bishop. I grew up as a P, pre, uh, PK, actually, with my father when I lived with him uh, in uh, California. And, uh, but there was, I just wanted to live with my mother, right? Because I was kind of young and I was just kind of a mama's girl, right? And so I wanted to live with my mother. And I'd say um, from the ages of maybe about six to 12, my mother was in an abusive relationship. And um, he was a very nice man, but he was also a sub. If anyone knows anything about the real world, of drugs and alcohol, you know, um, and it's almost like Camille that if we've never experienced it, if we if we've only seen it on the street or on mm -hmm. videos, it hasn't really hit home for us, right? Um, but drugs and alcohol, uh, it really hit home for me because I was uh, a victim of his abuse on his, you know, uh, on his drug escapades. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and okay. so. Um, I watched him, you know, uh, mistreat my mother. Um, I watched him actually physically abuse me when he couldn't find money for drugs and, mm -hmm. and things of that nature. And fast forward to this day, he came back around um, because I had the Lord Jesus Christ in my heart. I forgave him. I let him know that I forgave him. I let he certainly he's a Christian now. Uh, but there are some things that we do, uh, whether it's in drugs and alcohol, whether, when we're in sin, right? Uh, when we're in sin, there's a lot of things that we do. I'll say me, I'll raise both my hands that uh, we really have to uh, when we start receiving the love of Christ, Camille, we okay. have to really receive the love of Christ because sometimes uh, the things that we do, it can put you, it put us in shame, right? Uh, yes. The things that we do can put us in you know, deep disappointment to ourselves and not really wanting to go and make amends and things of that mm -hmm. nature. But we have to understand because Jesus is who he is and because of yes. the shed blood of Jesus Christ yes. that it doesn't matter what I've done number one he's thrown it in the sea of forgetfulness if I ask him to right he remembers it no more and but one of the most challenging things for me was to forgive myself and so I encourage anyone listening today uh, that when when you have to walk through you know, challenging seasons of your life of doing what, of facing self. Now we can walk through challenging situations of, you know, what others have done to us, right? Um, yeah. But Camille, that comes a point in life where we have to face the challenge of facing ourselves, mm -hmm. whether it's our old self, whether it's our becoming self, right? Uh, yes. Because we're wired to look at the best of us, right? Uh, because God is, you know, as discreet and loving as he is, he's always dealing with us behind closed doors. And because of that, we have the opportunity to receive the love of Christ and get through our challenges. And one of the most important things that I would challenge anyone to do is that 
if you're facing anything uh, that was challenging in your life, that was brought on yourself at your own hands by your own accord, please, please, please use the blood of Jesus to help walk you through that. Because, um, you know, when we do things, it's, it's enough you know, everything that I've done, we're going to need the love of Jesus, the one that looks at us through his eyes, that doesn't see any shame, that doesn't see, you know, any guilt, that still sees the the 100% purpose on your life that he saw before the foundation of the world. And so as, you know, and so as I begin to uh, grow uh, into a young woman, I didn't realize the effect that seeing that had on me, right? Yeah. I didn't realize lies it you know of seeing my mother being abused and you know he was in and out of prison and we would go there and you know I didn't know what effect that it would have on me you mm. know and saying well mommy why are you still with this man right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. we're going to prison and we're making sacrifices so I didn't and I'm going to be honest I didn't have enough wit then to ask that right, right? yeah um, that's that's something that I always think back on. I, with that statement you just said, I didn't have enough wit. A lot mm-hmm. of times I think back, wow, if, if I knew what I knew now at that moment, I wish I could have responded like this, you know? Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And so as time began to go on, you know, eventually, you know, we left. We, um, you know, we left and we had to leave. We had to run for our lives. And, um, oh, wow. So, uh, you know, as I grew up, I still, you know, was in Philadelphia and everything. I went, uh, you know, I matriculated through middle school and high school. And I dropped out of school um, in 10th grade, Camille. I dropped out oh, of school. Wow. Grade, yeah. I dropped out of school in 10th grade because at that point I had started smoking weed. I had started, you know, hanging with the wrong crowd. And um, my desire, right, my desire just was not there. And it's one thing for, you know, for you to grow up. And I I always believe that there's two types of children. There's two types of people. You know, you have those, you know, uh, that have, you know, have their parents, you know, in their homes, you know, uh, whether it's both parents, one parent, and they're affirming them, they're teaching them life, you know, baby, you can do this. I know you can do it. They're, you know, leading him, rearing them, as the scripture tells us, to pointing them in the arrow, you know, as an arrow, like the scripture tells, you know. Um, But then you have those, you know, that, you know, I'm a firm believer, Camille, that someone can only give you what they have. That's right. Yeah. And so I use that even I, even when, when dealing with my clients and, and things of that nature and walking people through life, uh, some of us have had some really, we, we've really been abused at the hands of whether it's a, a parent, a mother, a father, you know, a family member. Uh, but I, I have to drive home that people can only give you what they have. Mm-hmm. It goes back to capacity. Right. If I have one liter, if I have a one liter of water and then I have a one gallon of water. And if I pour my one gallon into one liter, what is it gonna do? It doesn't two things. It doesn't have the capacity to hold and then it's gonna overflow, right? It's still over and so we have to understand capacity. A lot of times our parents went through some very, very, very rough things in their lives in their childhood that they didn't get over. And so I can't pull Mm -hmm. someone through unless I've been through first. Right. Right. And so because of that, uh, love my mother dearly. I mean, she's my hero, you know, but at that time, Mm -hmm. you know, it just wasn't there. It was a lot of us. Long story short, 
uh, I drop, I start smoking weed and things of that nature. Um, and then I go to Job Corps because my mother said, basically, you know, you're going to have to do something. You can't stay. So I went to Job Corps. Okay. Let me pause you right here because your story is so good. No long story short, you take your time. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting here with my mouth open because just knowing you and yeah. how powerful you are, um, how anointed you are and how beautiful you are, how, how beautifully you put yourself together. I am clutching my pearls. I'm just like, Oh my goodness. You know, I, I, um, was just thinking how amazing it is to just hear. And I didn't know your story ahead of time. And so I just like to have this authentic response on the show. Um, and trauma has the ability to create, such power and strong anointing yes it's amazing wow i'm just like praise god for the testimony amen because then you give hope yes to people Absolutely. who haven't received um deliverance or healing yet yes and so okay i'll let you continue but i'm just <laughs> blown away lord thank you <laughs> thank you and so went to Job Corps in Washington, D.C. I'll never forget Potomac Job Corps. And I, um, there is where I got a skill for it to be a secretary. You know, they had different skills. So I went there. I finished. Uh, I got out uh, when I was about 16, maybe. And so I, I really, I, I dealt with older men all my life, right? And so um, at this point, Camille, now when I look back, I'm like, I was, they, that was statutory rape. Mm -hmm. When I look back at it now, now, I don't mean I wasn't forced into anything, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, that, but I'm talking about the age, right? And right. Where they were and where I was. Yeah. And so uh, I can recall, um, I had a friend, I had a friend, I had met her uh, in ninth grade in high school before I left. And so when I came back to Philly, I, you know, we had caught back up. Her name was Carolyn. And, um, and Carolyn was my, my bad, like she was my bad girlfriend. Now I was bad in the street. She was like my bad girlfriend. Like Carolyn was doing everything even before I was like thought about doing it. And so <laughs> here literally we were, I mean, we were in middle school and she was talking about, you know, like the, her sexual experiences and her, like all of these things. And then she started, you know, getting into drugs. And so when I was 17, uh, Carolyn had gave me, Carolyn was snorting cocaine and Carolyn, she was in the bathroom and she was like, hey, come, you know, come try this. And I'm like, what in the world is that? Now I was already in the street. I was already, you know, smoking weed. I was already, mm -hmm. drinking, you know what I mean? And things of that nature. Um, I just hadn't been introduced to it. So um, I was introduced to cocaine when I was 17 years old. And at first I didn't know, you know, what to think about it. You know what I mean? I, because I didn't know what to expect. And wow. so a couple times later, um, uh, cocaine was, that was my go-to. That was my go-to. That was my party drug. That was my, you know, that, that was my hip drug. That was like, yo, I'm here. That was my, that, that was that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it went from, it went from, um, casual use to abuse, right? It went from casual use to me having to go into a rehab. Um, and, and so during, in the middle of that time, um, you know, Carolyn, she was very, very, uh, she would like drink, like just, you know, her, it was just, you know, she was just who she was. And I say was because to this day she started, um, she, you know, tried every drug there were and she finally got a hold to heroin and she died of an overdose. Oh, wow. Uh, and yeah, and this was just like two years ago. Um, I was, mm. 
Um, so as you know, as as I kind of move maneuver through that, um, you know. Uh, using drugs at 17. I lost my virginity to a one night stand while I was drunk at 16. Right. Mm. His name was Harvey. I'll never forget. <laughs> God, I think. Oh, Harvey. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, and he was older. So I lost my virginity to a one night stand when I was 16. Uh, I started snorting cocaine when I was 17. Um, and then I met my children's father, one of the biggest drug dealers in West Philly at that time when I was 19. He was 33. And you know, when yeah. you said Philly, the song I said in West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> I spent most of my days. <laughs> For sure. Yes. And so. And so by this time, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the streets, you know, um, and with no remorse. I loved it, right? I loved it. Um, until, see, see, we love sin. Sin is very inviting until you start dealing with the consequences of sin. Mm, yeah. Right? Um, it, it's just like the enemy because he's the father of lies, because he can't do anything but lie, uh, because he's the angel of light, right? God is the light of the world. God, I love you. But, but the enemy is the angel of light. So what will he do, Camille? He will come and present himself, right? He'll come yeah. and present himself as something, you know, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And so here I am in my younger years, you know, I'm just partying and I'm partying and I'm just doing anything that I'm big and bad enough to do. And I loved it. And so I got pregnant when I was uh, 22, mm-hmm. pregnant again when I was 23 by my children's father. And so when I met him, um, you know, we were madly, madly in love. So I thought, but then um, the the effects of drugs started to set in because he sold drugs and we used to get high together. And so I'm saying that to say that in relationships, you know, uh, can either make or break you. Who you join yourself with can either make or break you. Who you join yourself with determines the type of children you'll have. It determines what your esteem is going to be. Like it'll determine, you know, the trajectory of your life is going to be right. Join yourself with. And so, um, so I I stayed with him uh, for a good five, six years and my life just was going downhill, right? Mm-hmm. It just really was. And the call of God was still in my life and it all, oh, it never left. And so I, mm-hmm. I can remember Camille um, 20 years ago. I'm 20 years clean. Thank to God be the glory. Praise God. And mm-hmm. I can remember um, my, my girlfriends that I used to get high with. Camille, I used to stay up high off of cocaine three days straight. And I used wow. to until my body involuntarily shut down. There was no stopping for me. There was no stopping for me. There was no boundaries for me, right? I didn't have any boundaries. And so I would literally snort cocaine until my body shut down. My goodness. And I can remember being in the after hour, and I don't know what they call them in Philadelphia. It's like an after hour. It's like a club after Mm -hmm. the club, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, that was the spot, you know, that was the spot. And I can remember I would every time that I would, um, you know, it it never failed if we would be around talking and I would always start talking about God and I would always start telling my girlfriends, God is going to bring me out of this. And I would always because I'm a prophet, but I never knew that I was a prophet back then. I never knew the prophetic anointing, but I would always see things through people. Even when I was high, Camille, and people would get so mad at me, like girls would want to fight me because I would basically tell them you're this, this and this, you know, and I wasn't mental way, but that's why I was never one of the ones for like a lot of drama or phoniness because I was always able to see right through it. And I would mm. always 
fruit of it, right? And so I didn't realize that the prophetic anointing was on my life as it was. I just knew that I knew things, you know, whether I dealt with you. If I don't deal with you, I don't deal with you. I don't need to be your friend. I don't need to want to go out with you. I'm who I am and I'm okay and I'm comfortable in my own skin. Always yes. been like that as long as I can remember. And so didn't know it was the prophetic. Didn't know it was God's and his divinity calling me, right? And so- yes. I remember I would tell my girlfriends, God is going to bring me out of this. And we talk about it to this day because I'm still friends with some of them. And, you know, and, 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 and some of them are still in the street. Some of them are doing the same thing, but God has used me and my testimony and they see what God has brought me from. And God has allowed me to be an inspiration. You know what I mean? And so I would tell them, God is going to bring me out of this. And I can remember, um, you know, there were times, you know, that I would be crying and I would say, God, please deliver me. Right. I would say, please, mm -hmm. Is deliver me, you know, after I've spent every dime in my pocket, after I've, you know, left my kids, after I, they were young at this time, they were like one or two, and I would leave them with my mom, and I would say, Mom, I'll be right back, and she wouldn't see me for three days. She wouldn't see me for three days. And there were times, because mind you, God was always in my heart. God, I love you. And I can remember I said, God, yes. I, I, I need you. I can't take it anymore. But guess what, Camille, right after that, right? Yes. Right that it didn't happen overnight because I would still go get drugs. I would still go party, right? Um, and mm -hmm. so that's why the scripture is real for me. You understand what I mean? When, you know, to, when, when you've been forgiven much, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to yes. accept the same level of grace because I know what it's like. That's why I, when, when it comes to people that are in bondage, when it comes to people that, you know, that really are trying to be set free and yes, mm -hmm. we, altar and if God chooses he can break that thing right there but we still have to deal with the residue of a thing yes we do my God we still have to deal with the residue of a thing and sometimes Camille God I love you sometimes mm. just sometimes God will not decide to heal you all at once because based on the level of trauma you won't know who you are and your deliverance will now become a downfall mm. because if you wow. get Let's just say, you know, you grew up with all types of trauma, all types of stuff. You know, you yes. had station, you had drugs. I mean, everything, incest, everything you can think of. Mm -hmm. And it takes you and you get delivered from all of those spirits. You yes. know, you are. Yes. And yes. even after deliverance, even after an unclean spirit goes out of a man, we still have to fill our temples with the precious Holy Spirit. Yes. We still have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to draw him nigh and to fill every void. So yes. I had to go out of Philadelphia. I had to go to our rehab. I left. Mm -hmm. um, I left. I said, God, I can't do this anymore. And so for me, Camille, I'm really, really big on, you know, knowing your, your strength is in knowing your weakness and your vulnerability. That's where your strength yes. lies. Your strength mm -hmm. lies with knowing your vulnerabilities, knowing, listen, I can't do that. I'm not strong enough to do that. That's strength. That strength, knowing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm healed from a broken heart, you know, and I'm healing, so I can't date you right now. That strength is strength knowing, you understand what I mean? That, no, I haven't dated in a while, but I'm too vulnerable right now, so I still can't date you. That's strength. Mm. There's strength yeah. in knowing your vulnerabilities. Yeah. And so I knew I had to leave. I knew I had to get out of Philadelphia because you got to understand what your trigger points are. And trigger mm -hmm places and things you know I, I mean there was a certain place that I would drive in Philadelphia that was a trigger point for me why because I got high there Camille my yes. father was a trigger point for me why because this is you know I, I, I indulge Listen, yes right 
Mm -hmm. I had to get away from the trigger points, mm. the things that when I saw them, they, they drove me right back to what I was trying to get away from. My you God. understand what I mean? And so I had to do that. And so I went to rehab. Uh, I was six months. I was able to bring my children. And uh, so I went through the program. I went through the program. I came home and I relapsed. And for those that don't know what relapse is, it, it, I went back to the same thing. Uh, why? Because there was something in me, Camille, that wasn't all the way delivered. And that was pleasing people. Yep. Wow. And so because of that, I felt like it was necessary for me to let people know that, oh, I'm clean. I'm in a different place now. Mm. Uh, that's a mm. trap. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us. Wow. This is really helping some people. My goodness. Listen, it's helping me. Yeah. Wow. That's a trap. It's a trap. People pleasing. Have anything to prove to anybody but to the Lord Jesus My Christ himself. Yes, Lord. Because only God knows when we're ready. Yes. You want <clears throat> excuse me. Only God mm -hmm. knows when we're ready. And some of us have been people pleasers the majority of our lives. Some some of us never was never able to fit in. I don't care if people did say, come on, girl. Some people were never able to fit in. And because of that, it's a people pleaser. Some people have never gotten the affirmation from their parents when they were younger. And so because of that, they starve for affection. And because I've never gotten it from who I was supposed to get it from, now I just want anybody to love me. Now I just yes. want to be a part of anything. Right? Mm -hmm. And so... I went, um, and, my, and, 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 and some, my sister said, you know, come on, Tia, let's go get a drink. And I wasn't supposed to get a drink, Camille. Mm, mm. Drink was a trigger. Yeah. Now, I wasn't an alcoholic. I used drugs. Mm -hmm. But anything that will open the door. Yes. yes. We just have to close the door and leave. We have to mm. close the door and lock it. You can't mix and mingle. You can't play. If you say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, or you make a decision to change your life. You have to, what did the scripture say? Stay from the very appearance of evil. Yes. Mm. Right? And so I said, well, I said to myself, why well, didn't the enemy did because he's a deceiver. You know, a dream yes. going to hurt. Like he, like he said to Eve, surely you won't die. Yes. Yes. Your drink is not going to hurt. And before you mm -hmm. knew it, I started with that drink, but I ended with a bag of cocaine. And I realized, and I had yeah. to go back because mm. why? To go back because I didn't learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. Didn't learn the lesson. And I had to go back. They, they took me back to the same rehab. Mm -hmm. And this time, um, God had put it where I was. He put me in a spiritual place. He invited me to a church. He, and then that's where I was spiritually reared. I was there for 10 years. I was My goodness. Learn how to pray. I learned how to fast. I learned how to serve. I learned discipline. Um, I was delivered there, you know. And so God had put me in a strong spiritual place. And, and from there, that's when my life, you know, really kind of, um, I can remember I was on the evangelism team and I would go out in the streets because I'm anointed for street ministry. Why? Because I was mm. in the streets. There right? you go. You know, we don't understand to somebody. You don't understand that the very thing that the enemy is trying to keep you ashamed of, that's your anointing. That is the main thing that will snatch somebody out of who they are in the pit of hell that they are in. Why? We are delivered by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Yeah. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. 
The burden will be removed off of thy neck. Why? Because of the anointing and your anointing is not your gift. Your anointing is your process. Your anointing is your process that the enemy tries to keep us condemned about because he understands that people were delivered by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Yeah. And so my life changed from then. And I can remember I would, we would go uh, prayer walking. We would go prayer walking six o'clock in the morning. Now we would always come into people that had been up all night. And this was my lane because I was one of those, Camille. I used to be mm. Yes. Yep. The Lord would just move so powerfully over these people. And when I found out that people, a lot of people know God, they're just in backslidden conditions. And go. so is, um, you know, and from there, you know, uh, that was the, the earlier part of my life. And then I got married and I got divorced and I was homeless and, you know, I, I lost everything. I lost my house, my job, my car um, in a matter of two weeks. And I had to go into a homeless shelter. Uh, but yet still I rise because God is who he is. And all of those things are processes. I'm not a victim. I am victorious in Christ Jesus and all of those things. Um, and not only was I in the shelter, but in the shelter was where I birthed my clothing line. Mm, wow. Yeah, and the shelter was where I birthed wow. my clothing. So there's, oh my goodness. There's much I can't get into detail for our sake of time today. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but <laughs> just knowing that God is, um, and I have to say something really, really, really important. When God had brought me, when he took me out of Philadelphia and took me into the rehab, and when I got out, you know, I stayed where I was in the city. It was actually Norristown at that time. Mm -hmm. the Lord started really dealing with me because I was so broken from sin. I was so beat down, right? Um, and he started dealing with me in three areas, um, Camille. He started healing me from the root of rejection. Mm. He started understanding, he started affirming me and who I was in Christ. Mm -hmm. And then he started really showing me the importance of the Trinity because I didn't realize how important the Trinity was going to be in my delivery process and my, my, my process of healing and deliverance. Mm -hmm. And we put them together, but they do have three, two, three different functions. And I'll tell you really quick before we move on about the root of rejection. Yeah. Uh, and I tell this story all the time because it was so powerful. So I was about 26 and the Lord had been dealing with me, just showing me about the father. So I'm learning God, you know, it's a new life in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I'm at work and I asked my, my coworker, Strictly Britannic, I said, hey, let's go get lunch today. You know, because we normally always got lunch. And he said, T, I'm sorry, I can't. You know, I got a lot of work to do. Camille, you would have thought that I was six years old. Wow. And shrunk because someone told me no. Mm. Now, I didn't know what it was, but I knew enough to ask the Holy Spirit what it was. I said, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. what was that? Mm-hmm. Uh, because he was teaching me, right? He was mm -hmm. teaching me who to go through for what. And I knew that the Holy Spirit did what? It searched the deep things and it led us into all truth. Mm -hmm. And so I asked Holy Spirit, I said, what was that? Didn't tell me right then, about a, a day or two later, um, I'm learning. This is when he's teaching me intercession and teaching me how to lay prostrate, just get in his presence. And as I laid there, I remember I would have weeping sessions for hours because that's just how broken and how relieved I was to find the love of Christ. Right. Yes. Um, and so he showed me that it was the root of rejection, but he also showed me where it started because the Holy Spirit is going to always show us the deep thing. He's always going to show us the root of a thing. And yes. for me, Camille, the root of rejection started when my mother wanted to abort me when she was pregnant with me. Mm. And, and the Holy Spirit showed me that. Mm -hmm. And that day, 
I laid on that floor prostrate and I was about, I was down there for about five hours because the Lord was dealing with rejection. When I got up, it felt like I was literally a six-year-old girl because that's how many layers had been taken off of me. My God. And I had to literally go get, get in my car, go pick up my children, feeling like I was six years old. Mm. Transformational healing is no joke. Absolutely. And we say it mm-hmm. and I, it in my coaching programs and mentorship because I went through transformational healing. So I know what it is. Yes. yes. Transformational healing is when you go through every crevice of your being, you sit in every emotion that comes, whether good, whether bad, whether you don't know what it is, whether you want to scream, you have to sit in that emotion to get past it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you might think you're past something and it may yes. be later. And I, I didn't know I was still struggling with that. You can't say, man, forget that. No, 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 because it's still there. And whether right. we, it's still there. So either we're going to deal with it or it's going to deal with us in our relationships and how we deal with people, how we deal with our beloved, how we deal with our children, how we deal with other people. Do we sabotage? If we don't deal with us, it, us will deal with us. Mm. So I just learned, you know, really I took, you know, years and I didn't realize, you know, what God was doing over the course of the years. Just really, he started training me, um, really taking me through deep healing um, and really helping me understand what it was. And and today um, there's nothing that I can do that I know that the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't forgive me. And there does nothing that I can do that would separate me from his love. Mm-hmm. It was just the other day when I had to go through a chastening of the Lord, you know, where he was chastening me and correcting yeah. me. And I said, yes, daddy. And I apologize and I repent, but I thank you for the love of Jesus Christ that I can receive this and I can keep moving. Yes. Yes. You know, so we get that praise um, for you know, what he's done. So that's a little bit about my beginnings. Yes. I, I normally would have talked a lot more, but this was so powerful. I, I was just sitting some points crying, some points just staring at the computer screen mm-hmm. in awe of just how good our father is. And I'm just really, really excited because I, I for sure know, and I'm sure you do too, that that every person that listens is going to be blessed. It's just amazingly powerful. Amen. And it's so funny when we go through how heavy it is to go through it. But my yes. God, when you come out on the other Hallelujah. side of it, Hallelujah. Jesus, how transforming it is and how um, beneficial your story can be to somebody else's life. Amen. Amen. Okay. So let's get into your new book. Yes. No more green beans no green beans or no more green beans green beans yes okay tell us a little bit about it okay so it's no green beans mm-hmm. subtitle is a woman's guide to becoming the ultimate five course experience and mm-hmm. uh god gave me i got the title i was talking about relationships when i was at work uh, with a gentleman and it just came to me just like that. And when it, when I said it, I said, wow, this is the name of this book. And the reason why um, it is, is because the day and age that we're living in, um, many of us precious jewels uh, that God has, you know, housed in imagery and created in grace, uh, we don't really understand our value as it relates to men. And because of that, we present sex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and And because of that, 
um, the men, it's almost like a ricochet effect because the men need us. Mm -hmm. Men need us, but they don't need us in every way. They need us to be strong. They need us to have godly influence. They need us to tell them no. They need us to give them boundaries. Yes. Uh, they, need, they need that, right? They need it. And so I was just noticing it. And plus a lot of the things that I had come through mm-hmm. of feeling like leftovers. You know, I told you I lost my virginity to a one night stand and that wasn't the only one night stand that I had, you know, and yes. I'm comes from two things often in transparency right so there's nothing because i've been forgiven so there's nothing that i will never be ashamed to admit now they may i may use discretion of what platform or where i share it but when it comes to transformational healing um there is nothing and this is just me because i understand how transformational healing happens right and so because i know what it's like to feel like leftovers because camille i know what it's like to want to really be um to be a priority in someone's life and you've and you've been reduced to an option because I know what it's like to feel like basically leftovers and you want so much more from a person. You, you understand what I mean? I've Absolutely. Know what it's like. Um, and so, but then I also know the difference of when I shifted my life, when I shifted my behaviors, when I understood and discovered my own value, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm huge on people can only do what you allow them to do. Yes. People can only do what you allow them to do. And sometimes um, one of our foundational tools is assessment. Um, I don't think we do enough assessment. I, I don't think, I, I think we move too fast. Um, yeah. I am, I will slow walk in a minute. Put the brakes on, bruh. Yes, yes. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now it's a difference, Camille, between the train just moving and you trying mm-hmm. to force it to move. Yeah, absolutely. Understand? Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am super excited about the book. It is metaphorically written uh, to depict the five-course dining experience. So, you know, our chapters are the appetizer, you know, the, you know, the, um, the you know, the, the first course, you know, the second course, um, a palate cleanser. Uh, and, and palate cleanser originated in French cuisine, but a palate cleanser is what? A palate cleanser is after you've, you know, had a certain amount of courses, Yes, absolutely. I'm a chef. So you're talking to the one. <laughs> yes. There is, and it prepares us for what is to come. And yes. so talk about the palate cleanser and how, and the palate cleanser is intimacy and not sex. Mm, yes. The palate cleanser is determining the difference between intimacy and not sex. And the whole purpose of No Green Beans is really to, um, to allow the woman and given tools and recommendations to present herself as the five course experience, which all of these are sexless. Yes. So the whole five course experience is sexless. We're not talking because mm-hmm. the only way that a man can really see who you are outside of bed is you have to show him. Yes. Absolutely. Men need sex. So it's not mm-hmm. saying I'm not going to desire it, but you have to position yourself in the value that God has given you to present yourself as a dimensional five course experience. You can dance presence and they're looking at you in amazement like, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. After they done slept with you. Yes. Come on. I'll bet. Mm-hmm. After, you know, you slept with them, they're talking about wow from your conversation. Wow. From your femininity. Wow. From yes. your wow from your non-sexual nature and it's our responsibility to present that as such 
And I've learned that when we do that, when we discover our mission, our mission is to empower women to discover their value, position their value and present their value to real men who desire, pursue and capture. Absolutely. That's and sometimes we're, 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 we know who we are, but we're presenting ourselves to men that aren't ready. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes in. And it's not you. you, it's not you, they're not ready. And so you have to put enough, do enough assessment and however long it takes, because trust me, who God has for you will delight in waiting. Amen. And they Amen. will be delighted that you're making them wait. That's right. Amen. You know, so yeah, it's a transformational tool. I'm super, super excited about it. It's certainly not a quick read because transformational, mm-hmm. um, transformational healing is not quick. I mean, I've literally, like I could literally, as I was writing, feel the Holy Spirit flowing through my hands. And when I, it's in the editor now, it's with our editor. I'm super excited. Okay. Awesome. When I had compiled the full manuscript, Camille, mm-hmm. it's 188 pages. I said, oh my gosh. Wow. So it's certainly a tool that you would feast on. Mm-hmm. And when, when will this book be ready? When, what, when would they be available to order for them? Uh, so it's in pre-order now. You can go okay. to our website is www.nogreenbeans.com and you can order pre-order your signed copy. Uh, today, the pre-order, the pre-orders are $20. You can find us on Facebook at No Green Beans, uh, Instagram at No.GreenBeans, and there you can connect uh, and click the link in the bio, and you'll be able to, um, to pre-order it as well. It would be in, out for print, I would say, probably within 60 days, and that's the long end. But okay. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. Funny. And I will, I will put the link to that uh, website in the description of this show. And if people want to follow you, how can they get in contact with you? You can follow me um, at Atia Stevenson, Roman numeral two, Atia Stevenson two on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at Atia Samela, A-T-I-Y-A. S-A-M-A-L-A. Uh, and I am also a Excuse me. I am also um, a, a certified life coach and certified a relationship coach as well as which I call myself a love strategist because I believe that we have to be positioned for love. Yeah. And we have to be intentional about it. So I don't just call myself a relationship coach. I am a love strategist that if you're really ready, I can help you get positioned, um, you know, and present it, you know, for love. But it comes with a transformational process first. And that's a lot of things before. And I know we're, you know, right here at the end of our mark. But even in the book, it's not just about teaching you how to position yourself to get a man. It's basically go back to childhood because some of our trauma are sabotaging relationships. You only... Mm -hmm type of man because you're not healed but you don't really want the man that God has for you absolutely a lot of that you know a lot of our foundational courses are trauma we do have um licensed um you know clinical professionals because some of us you know can really use some therapy I'm a 100% advocate of it um you know so it's really a transformational tool it really really is so uh, we got some lot, lots of goodies coming up. I'll be launching. I do take clients now. I just haven't launched my coaching program. It will okay. be, you know, um, around the book, but I do have coaching clients now and I'm certainly okay. accepting them. I just haven't launched it yet. 
Absolutely, guys. So be sure to reach out to her and yes. sign up for coaching, buy the book. You yes. guys will not be disappointed when you connect with her and begin to follow her and just see um, what an amazing woman she is. You got a piece of her today. <laughs> and this is just a small piece <laughs> of everything that she um, carries. So Tia, I thank you so much for coming on and blessing us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Camille, for spending some time, uh, being able to spend some time with you. And thank you for having me. And thank you for anyone that is listening. Uh, please connect with me. And if there's anything, you know, don't hesitate. If you've been holding something for years, if, you know, you've been, you know, even if it's secret addictions, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. This is the time that God wants to set us free. And I am certainly, certainly committed to that. Thank you so much for having me, Camille. You're welcome. All right, guys, don't forget every Wednesday we drop new episodes on the Moments of Joy podcast. And always remember, you always have the option to choose joy. Bye bye. <laughs>